Hey, what's up, Python people? This is your host, Ben McNeil, with the Profitable Python Podcast. And I wanted to talk with you folks on this episode about the metrics that we use to kind of evaluate if we're going in the right direction or not. And I was thinking about this because sometimes uh, the metrics that we use to kind of gauge success or if we're going in the right direction, sometimes they can be a little uh, misleading, I guess. Like, like for example, this podcast, they when they say, like, you get a view, so the, the podcast has like 11,000 views or something like that. So, you know, what is a view? Is a view somebody accidentally clicks on the episode and then leaves 30 seconds later? Or is a view, you know, they, that somebody listens to the episode from beginning to end? You could kind of argue the same thing on YouTube. I've seen this where uh, it's pretty classic for anybody that creates content that's not uh, super viral or super engaging, like, you know, every single second of it you'll see the first 30 seconds, it has this huge peak of views. And then like the watch time just drops like completely. It's insane. It looks like a shit coin uh, chart. <laughs> if you're, if you're familiar with what a shit coin is, uh, it looked like the, the views, uh, the view time drops off like a, like a shit coin basically. So, it kind of begs the question, like, what, what is the right metric to use when you're creating content or even, uh, I guess any sort of activity like at your work, um, if you're in business, you know, is your, or if you're looking for clients, for example, like what is the right metric to look at to make sure that you're actually making progress towards something like putting in the energy towards something that's actually going to get you where you want to go type thing. And so I, I bring up, I, I have some ideas on this. Um, ultimately you'll have to kind of bring, you'll have to decide for yourself. But I think when it comes to creating content, for example, I don't think that the number of views is actually a good way to to gauge if you're going in the right direction. Um, originally, when I decided to do daily podcasts, it was because I thought if I release more podcasts, I'll just naturally get more views. But if the content is shit, for example, it's not it's not a good way to brand yourself because I'm ultimately it's not going to be sustainable. You know, like, like people are not going to engage with it the same way they would if it was high quality content, for example. So that's one reason why I'm constantly seeking feedback from you folks is, you know, is this relevant to you? Are you, are, are you getting any sort of benefit out of this or, did you even make it to this point in the podcast type thing? You see what I'm saying? So this is where the reviews come in. If you leave reviews, let me know how I'm doing. This is how I can get better if you believe in the message here. So when it comes to getting clients, for example, I think 
I think sometimes, especially when starting out, I think it can be really easy to gauge your metrics, your, your metrics of success based on cash flow, for example, which we've talked about cash flow in the past. And cash flow is super important. You must keep that in the forefront of your mind. But I would argue that a better metric, like if you are starting from scratch, you have zero clients and you've got half-baked skills in the programming world. Like you're not even like a, you know, anything special with programming. Like how are you supposed to compete with the masses? Well, I've got some good news and some bad news about that. The good news is you can compete with the masses. The bad news is it's not going to be easy. So, you know, if you're looking for something easy, that's, it's probably not a way to go. But when it comes to a, a metric to gauge your success on, like I, I talk about this in the course that I created for becoming a profitable Python freelancer. And one of the six pillars basically of the process that I used myself to get clients and ultimately project myself into a job role that I could have never imagined that I, that I could have, like I'm a full-time programmer now. I didn't, I didn't even see this as a possibility to make money, you know, back in 2011 when I was studying for my petroleum engineering degree. So the metric that I, can you, can you even imagine what might come out of my mouth next? If you're starting from scratch and you've got half-baked programming skills, what would that metric be? And I'd, I'd almost encourage you to like pause the podcast and write down your answer because I, I'm, I'm thoroughly intrigued that if the next word that I say is going to be something that you actually wrote down too. And it's actually two words, so I'll give you that clue. So hopefully you've got the answer written down. And what I'm getting at is called personal relationships. Or if you want to write down three words, it'd be developing personal relationships. And so what I, what I talk about in the course, I go in depth on exactly like all the tactics that you need and the accountability system that you need to make sure that you're on track. But ultimately what it breaks down to, this is how I got my first client was just meeting people face to face. I had a marketing document, so I had something to bring to the table and I would meet people face to face at Starbucks was kind of one of my favorite places to go. I could order them a cup of coffee or basically offer like part of the meeting is, and we've talked about this on the podcast, like what is it going to be? There's got to be something in it for them to even accept the meeting. So usually I try and bribe them with some coffee and I ask them for their advice on my marketing plan. And then the way that the entire conversation is structured, there's kind of like a little industry round table where we discuss kind of the, the research that like, for example, I worked in oil and gas. So I would discuss kind of all the research that I've been doing on the state of the oil and gas industry, any trends, talk with them about what they're kind of seeing going on in the industry, which then is like a viral feedback loop into the next meeting that you have with somebody. Now you have this 
knowledge that you've just acquired from somebody through that round table. And then what you do is you go through the marketing document, which is basically your strategy. It's not a resume or cover letter or something like that, but it's literally like a distillation of your research and kind of what you bring to the table and what you do with this marketing document, you go through it and you ask to get their feedback and not any, not any of these steps is going to be comfortable, which, you know, if you wanted this to be easy, this is definitely not the way to go. But if you're trying to get clients, I did this in two and a half months and within the next 12 months after that two and a half months, I had generated 70 plus thousand dollars from a, from just a handful of clients. So I'm telling you folks, this stuff works. And then the next year I ended up making over a hundred thousand dollars. But the, the second year is always easier because there's momentum. You've got clients, you've got experience at this point. What I'm talking about is starting completely from scratch. So the metric, the whole purpose of this podcast what sort of metrics do you need to be, you know, on your dashboard? So in your car, it's going to be, you know, your fuel gauge and your speedometer. I don't think I look at any other. I mean, if I was driving, if even if I was driving stick, like by the sound of the car, I would know when to shift and stuff. But there's, you know, of all the things on my dashboard, there's like a couple things that I give extreme focus to. And I would just say... That, that, met, that same metaphor works for many other places in your life when it comes to reaching your goals. And if you're trying, if it has anything to do with like building out new skills, especially when it comes to transactions to get money, for example, there's, I mean, it's just so competitive out there. And there's so many people trying to tell you the right way to do things. It can be really easy to get lost with what is the real priority and especially when you're starting out I I can't I can't tell you how well this has served me it's to develop these personal relationships I mean relationships that I've established from day 1 are still paying dividends and it's not like I'm all all take and no give for example there's definitely some uh tug of war going on there there's a there's a way to maintain the relationship where it doesn't seem like you're just abusing it. But I mean, it's you're you're just going to struggle so so much if you don't put forth the effort to establish these relationships up front. And I if you're willing to put in the work, I can't even I can't even tell you the opportunities that will open up to you. So, without being too long-winded, I wanted to share with you this concept. Uh, this is not going to be something that happens overnight. I I think if you had guidance and an accountability system, you could definitely do this in two months or less. But you've got to put in the work. Like I'm talking, you know, it, it would be like a full-time job, like 30 hours a week type thing. But you could do this. And it's a mixture of building relationships on LinkedIn, but really leveraging your, uh, your, your local area presence and leveraging, like building your brand locally, meeting with people face to face. I think a lot of people discount the, 
the uh, effectiveness of this. And I can't tell you folks en- enough about like, you know, it's so easy to like, if you're looking for a job or looking for freelancing clients to just sit on your butt on the computer and apply for all these jobs and stuff without, you know, putting forth any effort into meeting people face to face or making like a human connection with them. And I, I, I sincerely believe that when it's, it's almost like a, like an inverse relationship, the less human interaction there is with the, the act of getting a job or the process of getting like paperwork through to get the job, the the harder it's going to be to actually get that job. The, the way that I got clients, like there was never any, like basically they met me, they decided that they wanted to give it a shot and we went for it. I mean, it was literally that fast. I mean, it was surprising how fast it happened and massive learnings from that. Like I didn't understand, you know, how to price myself starting out and whatnot. And, and so it's, it's just crazy how this can be effective. And if you're not prepared, you can really like underprice yourself, for example, and then once that opportunity is gone, I mean, you don't get a, you don't get the opportunity every day to negotiate your rate. So it's, it's, but you, you wouldn't know that unless you got kind of involved with this type of, uh, uh, process, basically getting clients and, and deciding that your metric, basically, like if you were going to have a scorecard that you score yourself on, it would be that you would try and meet between 20 and 30 people. Like the more coffee that you're buying people could be a metric, like, how many cups of coffee did you buy for somebody this week, which kind of equates to like a meeting in person, which is a 20 minute meeting. And I implore you do not meet for more than 20 minutes. Tell them that you want to meet for 20 minutes, kind of schedule it and don't take more than 20 minutes of their time. You, they'll, they'll appreciate you for that. And then I'll give you one other little tip of advice with these meetings the entire purpose of this meeting, so you establish all this rapport over 20 minutes uh, of meeting with them, and in the last like two minutes of the meeting, you basically ask them, hey, is there two or three people in your phone that you think I should get connected with? And very rarely did I have somebody turn me down saying, like, like I, I don't even think it actually happened. Like there was all, there was always some sort of. They were pro, they provided me with somebody, or they were willing to give me a shout out when the time was right. So like I had, I had really good luck with this, and this was how, I basically blew up my. It, it was like strategically building my network. It wasn't like I got, you know, thousands of people in my network. I'm talking about like a strategic, like probably less than like 50 people basically um, that were really kind of key players, but there was a lot of strikeouts too. And so you kind of have to be prepared for this scenario where it can be, you know, like a, you know, you're not always, you're not always going to be able to call somebody and book a session for 20 minutes I mean, there's going to, you've, you've just got to get your hands dirty and kind of play around with this, but I guarantee you a solid 30 to 40 hours a week of doing this. If you have that luxury, 
I mean, you will get your first client or your next client and you'll unlock the doors to personal relationships that are just, they'll pay you dividends the rest of your life. So, alrighty folks. Well, I hope you enjoyed what we discussed on this episode. I uh, will drop the reminder here again. If you are enjoying what we talk about on this podcast, all that I ask, I don't take donations. All that I ask is that you leave a review and share it with a friend. And beyond that, just stay tuned. I am constantly ideating on content that's going to be value added to you folks, reflecting on my own personal experiences, and trying to help you short circuit your path to at least where I'm at. You can make six figures as a programmer. It will take time, but you can do it. And uh, with that being said, I think I think we'll leave it right there. So you folks have a great day, and I'll talk to you soon. Peace.